2: Hello and welcome to The Rest is Football with me, Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer and Micah Richards. It's our question episode and let's get right into it. We've got one from Ender O'Rourke. How do you feel about the dark arts of football, such as time-wasting, feigning injury, rolling about, etc.? It seems that every year this works against Premier League teams in Europe. How do players not just lash out? Perhaps the best example would be Atletico Madrid and Diego Simeone. Uh, love the pod. Oh, thank you very much, Ender.
3: It's very nice, Ender. Thanks. Um Yeah, this it is isn't it the dark arts? I mean we we spoke on a previous didn't we about um about Simeone and David Beckham and mm. that he sort of fell for it and and, and- uh, cost the England team, etc., whatever, and we, we got beaten on penalties. I've actually got his shirt. You know, I've got a, a Simeone mm. shirt from that uh, from, from that, that game. game. Oh. So I was moving house. I was moving house. Um, I sold my house a couple of years ago, and I said to my son, "I said I don't know what's in the loft, but I can't get up there now. You're going to have to go up there for me." And he came down, and he came down with two black bin liners full of old tops. <laughs> And I said, you know, I'm just going to chuck them. I'm going to mm. because I was like frustrated. I just chuck him in the skip. I don't want him. He said, you can't chuck them out. No, there. you can't do that. Anyway, he went through them all, and I had the Simeone's uh, Simeone's top was in there, so he's got that now. So, in the current play, he's probably sat on an absolute fortune on Simeone's <laughs> top. The way the tops are being <laughs> well, sold I'll for tell nowadays, you what, I know wow yeah, I, might, I, might, I might ask for it back off him actually
0: <laughs> did you get he's, him to sign it Alan he's, he's already <laughs>
3: flogged it Al
2: I didn't know any of that. well he owes me a
3: few quid if he has yeah, um, yeah. He, he certainly yeah. does the dark arts yeah the it's, dark arts there, they're, they're I prefer there.
2: the word shithousery yeah it is <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> What a word yeah. But is. we've all done it, though. We've all yeah. tried to waste time. We've all—it's—it is what it is, isn't it? You
2: ever feigned injury? You know, roll around the ground like a no, no, no. 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 You have you? I would only have done that if I was absolutely knackered towards the end of a game and needed two minutes rest. So you, someone kicks you and you think, oh, I can't get up. You just go off. So I'll just sit down for a minute and get a bit of treatment. I've done that. I probably did that two or three times, but only because of exhaustion, you know, towards the end of a game in a hot, on a hot day or something like that. And uh, before you start, you uh, us strikers do get tired too. We have to make a lot of runs, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's all part and parcel of it. Right. Um, here's a good question from Rachel Hudson: Who would win a 100 meter sprint between you three if it was held tomorrow? Oh. <laughs> well, I would think Big Meeks because he's half our age. I'm, but,
0: I'm not sure, you know. I'm carrying yeah. a bit of timber now. You're not know,
3: <laughs> Well I'd cheap. be leading for about five yards and then
2: I'd no. be knackered oh you wouldn't I'd be leading after five yards yeah because you've just admitted you can't even get up to the loft um, <laughs> that's true I know I, at least now I know what to buy you for Christmas to get you one of what they call those um, stenner chairlifts is it <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you bought a bungalow Alan is it a bungalow Your new place <laughs> where you
3: moved into <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, oh, dear. God, yeah. right. oh, brilliant! Um, it wouldn't be a pretty sight, would it? Us three having a race. Oh, yeah! Wow. It would, it would actually, who would be the first to collapse? Oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: hundred meters is quite. Like, I think I'd win. I think I'd win.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should set that up, you know. Yeah. Oh. Should we have a charity race? Fuck yeah. <laughs> that, Mike! I don't mention stupid things.
2: Yeah, we've got a question here, and I've, I've just spotted. Um, it, it's from, it says, What are the biggest obstacles in life and in football that you've had to overcome? And how did you overcome them? The question is from Queen Guna. Mm. I've got a feeling I know who that is. That that might be Sophia. Yeah. Who did the is, Massive yeah. football fan, big Arsenal. Yeah. Um, very good friend of mine, actually. She's brilliant. Um, she, yeah. She's brilliant. Um, great personality. Yeah. Um, I, I think the um, it's, it's a bit injuries deep. for me. Yeah, injuries for me. Not for me. I was I was looking on the injury front, but I I would actually go. My eldest boy George was um, got contracted leukemia when he was two months old, um, and that that was that was incredibly well. difficult to to handle in terms of not just life but but playing football as as well. That was tough. I mean, he was I don't know, six weeks old and he developed a little bump on his head. And, and we thought, was a bit weird because it was really hard. So we took him to the doctors and they said, well, we need to take a biopsy to make sure it's, you know, they said, but it does look like this kind of skin condition that's some unpronounceable name. Um, He said, come back in, we'll get an appointment in two weeks, we'll get, we'll get them sent off. And then we came back two weeks later, and the two doctors were, were in the room. And and they said, well, good news, it's come back as this skin condition that we thought it was. And and I said, well, hang on a minute. I said, "I said in the last 10 days since we saw you, um, he's got more of these bumps and stuff, but he also appears to be pretty unwell. And, and they went, oh, really? I said, yeah, he says, his glands are up and stuff like that. So they took off his kind of, little outfit and he's nappy and all this and they, they they sort of examined him a little bit and I'll never forget it, they just looked at each other and you could see their faces completely change nice. and they went um, well I'm, I'm really sorry but he, this does look to be something much more serious so I said well, well what, what what do you mean What what is it, he went he said obviously we need to do the tests first and blood tests and platelets tests and all these things he said but it does look like leukemia so at that stage we you know his mother and i we were were just like you know you hear that word i wasn't next but i knew it was some form of like a blood cancer um and it was within 10 minutes we're in the back of an ambulance on the way to great ormond street um and on that night you know they they were very frank and honest and open and basically told us our son had not much chance you know they put it somewhere between a 10 and 20 percent chance of survival but um and it was I, we stayed, we're in the hospital until about two or three in the morning and and eventually that Michelle stayed stayed with him and they were doing tests and I I went home because there wasn't anywhere for me to, to sleep. So, and, and I'd let Terry Venables know who's then manager of, of, of Tottenham and he was brilliant. He said, he said, just forget about football. Just leave it. Doesn't matter. It's, this is way more important. He said, I'll come and pick you up in the morning and take you into the hospital. Um, and when I woke up that morning there were about 20 photographers TV crews and I, I don't know where they got wind of it from probably you know it could have been anyone saw us going to the hospital or whatever it was um, Terry picked me up we went to the hospital and, and I was kind of there for the next two or three weeks I didn't play any football but actually what I found when I did come back to start to train with the club again um, and play matches was that it was actually one time in my life where f- football was even more important than it already was because it was the only time I could get, switch it off and not be in my head. Um, but, you know, it's a happy ending this story that George, you know, he, he rallied. I mean, two or three, I think there were two occasions or maybe even three when they told us that he, they didn't think he'd probably make it through the night. Um, and so that's easily the most, um, brutal experience, but, you know, eventually as well, he's 32 now, he's fit, he's, he's strong, um, and he's, he's, he's doing brilliantly. Um, but a good at the sa- it is a good ending, but at the same time, there were people on the, on the ward and we lived through it that, that children didn't make it. Um, so yeah.
0: Well, we're not going to go after that, hour. I mean, we're no, we no, not going no, to talk no. that story. <laughs> I felt, I felt
3: well, guilty seeing my injuries, now.
2: <laughs> well, I think that's what the question was probably more yeah. meant to be, but um, it just brought that into my mind um, yeah, in a way. Um, but he's, he's doing great. Good. Right. Um, David Finch, which current footballer best replicates the playing style of each of the three legends on this podcast? Three legends. Ooh. Oof.
0: Legends now. Yeah.
2: Not <laughs> well sure that early applies. In Ireland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harland? Eh? Oh, yeah. Well, it's I can England, see. Yeah.
3: No, I can't see any similarity. <laughs> what are you talking
0: about? Micah,
3: when I was 21, I was the quickest around. 22. Mm. No, yeah. no. Honestly, I was. Really? I was. Uh, yeah. Mind you, you were quick as well, Gaz, eh?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was quick.
3: Very yeah. quick. I'd,
2: yeah. Yeah. I did some TV thing, uh, local thing, and on a proper track when and with proper running spikes and all that, and did kind of 10 point. Six five or something. I was, yeah, I was rapid. Oof. I was rapid, um, which was just as well because I, I wasn't. I didn't have much of a touch. Couldn't <laughs> dribble past anyone. Just knock it in, charge, knock you, it and you, run. You,
3: you, you Micah.
2: Micah Micah would have been
0: yeah. quick. Built oh, like a I was, sprinter. I was rapid.
2: But, um,
0: I was like a Reese James without the technique. <laughs> <laughs> without that's, the technique. Without the. That's um. that's what I was like. One I? I could play. Could play right back, could play centre right over three. But he's got the crossing ability, hasn't he? Yeah. I didn't have that. I didn't have that. I'd say Reese James for me.
2: Okay. Um, Rennie Gunter says, What was your favourite international football ground to play at and why? Which one did you hate? Ooh, we've got two questions in one there. Uh, favorite international football ground? Um, oh, Bernabeu's amazing. I'd say Barcelona, but it was kind of home club ground, um, San Siro. Yeah. Did you ever play in the American or Alan?
3: I didn't. No, no, neither. No. I should.
2: I, I got injured. I couldn't play when England played Brazil when John Barnes scored the wonder goal there. Yeah, way back when. Um,
3: what were you, you? So you were injured then, were you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was left. I couldn't travel, which was. A bummer, because everyone wanted to play in Brazil at the Maracanã. I was was going to say, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Allianz Arena. Allianz, yeah. Oh! Munich.
2: Wow. Mm. Yeah.
0: Still got nightmares about that place right now. Just <laughs> it's sending shivers down my spine. Did you have a bad one there? Twisted up by Robin and Ribbery. Oh. And if that's not enough, I'll Al, I'll Al, the over all oh my God. Micah, did you I'm actually ever Scott, have a good game? I'm not well, not not a high level one, no. So basically, anyway, we're in we're at Bayern and yeah. there was a start. Someone said, Do you remember that game when you was uh, at Allianz Arena and you won the game. And I was like, I've never been to Allianz Arena and won a game. And what it was, I got subbed in the first 10 minutes and did my hamstring yeah. and went on to win. And I I never want a manager to to bring me off. But in that game, I probably could have played on for another 10 minutes. I was like, get me off. Get me off! My my career's getting exposed right now. <laughs> I, I can't do this. I can't do this any longer.
2: Oh dear! Uh, they were. I mean, Ribbery and Robin. Oh, oh, oh it, that Bayern bad.
0: team has got to be up there with one of the the best teams. Who did they have? They had uh, Muller, Ribbery, Robin. Who did they? Have? Lahm Philipp Lahm what Lam, is yeah. what yeah. is going on yeah. running them he's a right back he was the first one everyone talks about this right back coming into midfield Lahm's been doing that for for well, years
2: Guardiola got him to do it though yeah
0: yes Guardiola got him, got him to do it but yeah. yeah he's been doing it for years unbelievable yeah.
2: Schweinsteiger would have been
0: Schwein,
3: around as well.
2: Steiger. Schweinsteiger
0: but at his best people mm. remember yeah, Schweinsteiger at United. Man United at his best he yeah. was mm. phenomenal wow yeah Let's
2: have a halftime breather.
1: I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier.
2: And I'm Katie Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades.
1: Welcome to The Rest is Politics, U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger.
2: Go on, tell us, were those donations you made like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example?
1: So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, (laughs) Caddy, or people will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007
2: Welcome back to the Arrest is Football Um, It's our questions episode um, To get as many of them in as possible I'll go straight into them again Dave Day says Have you ever had an altercation Or spoken to fans Who have been upset with the team I know Big Meeks once
0: spoke To Villa fans at a game Did you? <laughs> what, on the tannoy? Yeah, I spoke to Villa Fans at a game In the The Cup, I think it was FA Cup. Was it an apology? At the, at the apology. So basically, <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it, it was an, an apology. Yes, um, it was a time where things were a little bit sticky at Aston Villa, mm. um, and I just owed it to them to explain the situation. That we are trying. Mm. I know we're shit, but we are trying. You know, mm. like I, we're not like going home and just putting it to the back of our mind. How did, you,
2: how did you go about that? It wasn't at the like in the crowd. It was yeah, a, Gaz.
0: I think it was Wickham. But we, I went there and I, I was man of the match. You know, I'd scored a goal in that game. Mm-hmm. I remember a match of the day, he gave me a nice little write-up again. I remember it. You so <laughs> we were good to you. That brought me off. Yeah, you were good to me. It was Alan Hansen, actually. He was doing a piece because I was playing... Right back, stroke, centre half. But in that game, I was playing right back. So he did all the good stuff about me going forward, but taking a little bit longer to get back. Just got exposed <laughs> a little bit sometime <laughs> on the recovery. Room. I remember it like it was yesterday. So in, in, in that game, they brought me off and there was giving loads of abuse to the team. And I just went over and said, basically, like, we are trying. Mm. Um, I know it doesn't look like it or feel like it to you. We want to do the best we can do. And all the fans was applauding me for coming over and speaking to them. But that's not the altercation I was talking about. Oh, It what, what was a way. FA Cup, you know the early rounds. Fantastic. BBC, we do it better than anyone when it comes to the FA Cup. And was at Kidderminster. Kidderminster were playing... I can't even remember who the team was. Mm. was playing, I was away at Kidderminster. the club. I remember on my social media, I've got, Kitty massive, everywhere we go. Kitty massive, everywhere we go. So,
2: Everywhere we're we go. In. Yeah,
0: everywhere we go, Alan knows it.
2: Everywhere we go. <laughs> we,
0: we get there, we get there. And you get there about two, three hours before the game. Cause you might be doing some analysis. You might not go through your clips and all this sort of stuff. So as I am, I'm looking magnificent. I've got my suit on. I'm dressed to the nines. <laughs> I've got I've got my bag. Uh and I've got like a, a suit carrier. So as I'm walking, so this bag is nice. I've I've not got it here, well, but of course it is mine. I'll, I'll put it on social. It's a Lamborghini bag. Lamborghini <laughs> sent me. No, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't laugh! Don't laugh! It's a Lamborghini bag. It's like a little a car, a little folder. car leave.
2: carry your clothes in.
0: <laughs> just, a, just a little Lamborghini bag. And I, I kid you not, the security guard mm. who's supposed to be protecting me said, "Where would you get that bag from? For all the money that you stole at Aston Villa?" <laughs> <laughs> so.
3: So he, I, I, he knew I I'm, he's like, uh, I'm,
0: I'm thinking to myself: Has he just really just said that to me? He's supposed to be taking me to the trucks so I can do my analysis, hmm. and he's giving me abuse. So I've said, "What did you say?" <laughs> he only doubles down and says it again. So I'm thinking <laughs> to myself now: He's got no, a I'm point. I'm thinking. To be fair, fuck me. I've got a point. But anyway, <laughs> I, I said, "Go on, say that again." If you're, if if you're hard, mm. he says it again. I, I, I walk. Cl- he's walking to me, and I'm walking closer to him. And I'm thinking to myself, like, he's he's a big lad. He's security. Like, but I've got to protect myself. Yeah. So like, he comes up to my face, and. As he's about, he didn't try to hit me, but he seen how big I was when I was there and he absolutely yeah. shit himself. I'm effing and jeffing, I'm <laughs> saying, you effing this, you effing that, you shit bag. Uh, you thought I wasn't going to come back to you. Now look at uh, you and whatnot. And in the end, he apologised, but apparently he got sacked. And I said to him, I don't want him to sack it. I said, if we're going to have a scrap as men, let's have a scrap and move on. I don't want him sacked from that, but that's how bad it got. That's Michael, how bad I it was got.
3: There, I was there that day, I did that do game.
0: You, do you remember,
3: Alan? I and do, I called yeah. back
0: in all ruffled. <laughs> <I was laughs> <And> not... <laughs> two minutes later, I'm in the crowd doing a segment with the fans and Steve Houghton was the, uh, yeah. the editor on that day. And he was like, Mike, are, right? are you all right? Are you are Are you okay to do this? <laughs> do you mean to send I'm like <laughs> Like, don't, don't worry, Steve. I'm totally fine. I don't
3: know what all the fuss was about. You fucking were shit it, Billy. You're right. You nicked all their money.
0: I started giving it. The thing is, that was, I was at my lowest moment as well. You've brought back all these bad memories. <laughs> I made him feel bad. I made uh, him feel dude. really, really bad. Oh, uh, God. Good times.
2: Question from Elliot Linden. Players these days have private chefs and nutritionists helping with their careers. How much better do you think you'd have been in your career with today's focus on nutrition and well-being? Do players all have private chefs? Is that right?
0: Yeah, I I would say so. And it's not maybe not just just private. They would sometimes get the food from the chefs at the training ground.
2: Which is slightly different.
0: Slightly different, but it's still a chef. But they would just... Pay them to to do something um, at the yeah. evening, especially if you you live live alone.
2: Yeah,
3: I had well. a uh, I had a problem with my hip about seven or eight months ago, and it was it was so painful. Uh, Wherever I walked, I was thinking, oh. And anyway, I asked the uh, the physio at um, at Newcastle if he could fix me with an appointment, and he sent me to a podiatrist. Believe it or yeah. not, so I, I go there and um the they walk me on the computer and everything else and he said oh you you like you're collapsing in on your right hand side or putting much, and like he so basically what he said to me he said if 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 you had the technology back in your day there was no way that you would have had half the injuries that you had yeah. So I just think, I think, Jesus, you know, with with what they've got now and they can tell mm. before they're going to get injured and they do this for them and they do that. And it's like, oh, my God, technology is so much better now in terms of, of that and, and predicting injuries or not getting injuries.
2: You wouldn't um, need that lift to take you up the stairs, would you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he built a sole in my foot and I've never had a problem with my hips since. So, yeah, mm. the technology they have is amazing.
2: Probably the biggest change that I... Well, one of the things that you look back on and it, with with hindsight, and if I could, if I knew what I knew now, I don't know about you, Alan, but when I st- started playing stuff, they used to work on you, like um, strengthen your legs and all this. Mm. But I was always told, do not do any upper body weights and all that because you know, you, you'll, you'll lose your kind of, you know, you won't be as mobile or, yeah. you know, you'll be a yeah. bit stiff and wooden, which is ob- absolutely complete cobblers because mm. you look at all the players now, they're all ripped, aren't they? Yeah, they're all kind. Of, um, but we were told to do, so I'd never really had any upper body muscle at that at that point. I mean, with your legs, it was different. But, I mean, I used to get knocked over, you know, quite a bit, particularly when I was breaking through because I, I was fairly diminutive. Um, and I, But I didn't have the upper body strength that the players now have to actually ward off. So um, that's the one area that I can think of that, that that's probably yeah. changed. Here's an interesting question from Daniel Hogan. Who is the best player never to receive a call up to the national team? That's quite hard, isn't it? Because pretty much everyone gets caught up if you're good. Steve can you Bruce you didn't. Adam, Steve? Oh, you stole
0: it. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's a, yeah, Steve Bruce. It's the only, really. it's, it's yeah. Someone I can think of. Yeah.
0: Um, it was mad because when we was at Aston Villa and he was the manager, Steve Bruce, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And we was having a bit of a banter back and forth and whatnot. And if you know Steve, really top guy, mm-hmm. but He's not having himself, but he's confident, you know? He talks about his time at United and how good he was and all that sort of stuff. And I just remember he was in training and he was giving a bit. And I've turned around and said, You did play for England, though, did you? <laughs> and he absolutely. He uh, to kill me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> brilliant. But he took, he took it well. Great lads.
2: Yeah. Good shout, Steve Bruce. Jacko H. Asks, what is your favourite era in football history? And are you concerned about the direction football is heading in? My mm. favourite era ooh. I think I think we all remember the eras as we grew up a bit, don't mm. we? It's like it was that magical thing that you'd occasionally see on the telly. So I mean it probably wasn't the best era for football, but in my mind it was like 1970 World Cup. The first time we had a coloured telly. At home Yeah My dad My dad used to play cards Every week At at the house And my mum used to make The food for everyone And they used to play All night All night And they never stopped For anything But they did stop This one night To watch Germany versus England In the quarterfinal Of the World Cup And England were two up And then the Germans came back and beat us in extra time, three two. And I was, I, we, I was distraught. I remember I was crying, and everything. And and <laughs> the, all the all the blokes, they just went right back to playing cards. And they started. <laughs> that was playing it. It. Yeah, yeah. Amongst them was one Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> really? Is a, yeah, really. He used to be, he was um, yeah, Jerry Dorsey, I think was his his real name, or um, Engel as they used to call him. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. He, was, he used to come around quite frequently, play, play cards with, with my dad um, before he probably ever ended up in Vegas and superstar that he was. So, yeah, strange fact go. of my life.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone? Uh, well, I, I I always remember, I mean, maybe not the best era, but I remember when I was, I, you probably told you this story before when I was leaving Blackburn um, uh, in 96 and I remember Tim Sherwood saying, about the price that I was going for, for the $15 And I said, there's probably never, ever going to be a better time to be a footballer than now. (laughs) Fucking hell, how wrong I was, eh? (laughs) (laughs) You so often are, Oh, my word. Goodness Uh, me.
2: Are we worried about where the game's heading? I think, actually, the the, the football itself nowadays, um, for all sorts of reasons, for the, you know, the technology, the pitches, all sorts of things. is it technically as good as it's it's ever been, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I think the the players that England, especially, are producing are better, better technical players. Mm. But if I look at like England teams of of the past or the Brazil, like the the French team when he had Vieira and Petit and Henri and Zizou you know yeah. like and then you had a Brazil team where you had R- R9 well, lots Rivaldo of Brazilian teams.
2: yeah Ronaldinho yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know so I I, I always think the old era maybe it's because I'm just getting older is always a little bit better maybe I can
2: yeah. st- although when you Look. get to our age marker you just forget hey, hang on a minute so. hang on a
3: minute <laughs> fucking your age not our age <laughs> You ain't far behind, Al.
0: <laughs> but even look at the England team. So, like, now you can relate to Bellingham, maybe Madison Grealish. Hmm. But, like, before when you had Shearer and, and Gascoy, and who was at the back in, in, in them? T- you had, like, you had Rio coming through, didn't you? You had JT. No. Like, it, I don't know. There was... Pierce. There was something... Yeah, Pierce. There was something that... Yeah. I could relate to them. I don't know if it's because I'm closer to these ones now, Mm. but just being young, looking up to to them players. Maybe it's just nostalgia.
2: I think it is a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good place to finish with a bit of nostalgia (laughs) on the rest is
3: football. Um, Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Cheers.